And I didn't think you'd come back. What, you thought I was just going to ride off into the sunset and pastor my nice little church in Vanier? <laughs> Not going to happen. He's back! In a way, now I'm back. Good to be back. I can't believe it! I just don't believe it! I'm freaking out! This is Late Night Council. We thought it best to break it to you slowly. How about we get back to the important topic? Who's John Council? That's my grandpa. We would be honored if you would join us. Give it to me straight. It's perfect. It's unbelievable. It's amazing. John, you're in charge. So the original thought of that opening theme was we're going to run with that just to kick the show off. You know, when we get up and running on the Internet and online, you know, we'll do the kind of back in black thing because the show is back. So I want you to know that we're working on a more permanent theme, hoping to unveil it in the next week or two. And when we go with that new theme, which I guarantee is going to be better than the one you just heard. We're hoping it could run for the next, oh, I don't know, five years, six months. I don't know. We'll see. Welcome to Late Night Council. It's open line, open topic. I got a ton of stuff to talk about. I always have a ton of stuff to, stuff to talk about. The Lord hath blessed me with the gift of the gab, but he gave us all one mouth and two ears for a reason. That means I want your calls. I got two, I'm, I'm twice as more anxious to hear your calls than I am to hear my, uh, my takes here tonight. What do you think of that, eh? I'm being honest with you, too. 343-700-4390, whatever's on your minds. 343, oh, Lord knows there's a lot to talk about tonight, isn't there? 343-700-4390, that's the long-distance line. If you're calling from Sackville, New Brunswick, if you're calling from Sleepy Eye, Minnesota, or Index, Washington, 1-844-562-4766. We have email up and running. It looks like we're tech and glitch-free tonight. Maybe I shouldn't have said that, because as soon as I say it's glitch-free, you know, we have a glitch. But we have no glitches yet, okay? So I can do your emails today, jc at latenightcouncil.com. jc at latenightcouncil.com. Keep it under six lines. You can tweet at us. And if you're real good, I'm going to tell you what I tweeted at uh, Foreign Affairs Minister Stefan Deanne just uh, uh, minutes ago. If you follow me on Twitter, you already know what I tweeted at him. I feel quite passionate about it. 343-700-4390, whatever's on your mind. Violent attacks in Europe are now becoming a daily occurrence. They're happening every day. And all of them, despite, you know, the media is lackadaisical, I would say even fraudulent representation of what is going on in Europe. All of them are being perpetrated by radical Islamists. All of them. And the attacks have increased exponentially since European, I'll call them pseudo-leaders, threw open the floodgates to this invasion. Were you listening to me a year and a half ago, and a year ago, when uh, myself and too few other commentators were raising red flags and saying, hold it, just a second, these aren't refugees. Even United Nations numbers were recording 75% of all refugees pouring into Europe were able-bodied males between the ages of 18 and 30. 
And any of, any of us that were saying those kind of things, you know, we were being labeled as Islamophobic and everything. You know who the Islamophobes are? I'll tell you who the Islamophobes are. The Islamophobes are the pseudo-leaders who are scared to death to call this what it is and to name the enemy. Barry Zero and SpongeBob Trudeau are the biggest Islamophobes in North America because they're scared spitless to, to name the enemy for what it is. Islamic jihadism. And as far as Europe is concerned, and I think everybody knows now, this is an invasion. It's their own fault. They were being warned. 75% of of so-called refugees between the ages of 18 and 30, able-bodied males, hordes of them with no valid ID, and now they're killing people every day. And Barry Zero and SpongeBob Trudeau still refuse to name the enemy. I didn't want to bring this up because it's too gross, but it's getting a little close to home now. Islamist knifeman forced priest 84 to kneel and filmed his death as they slit his throat in France yesterday. Holland says France is at war with ISIS after jihadists stormed French a church during, during a mass chanting Allahu Akbar. I bet you CBC or CTV didn't even report that they were chanting Allahu Akbar. Priest had his cut throat while another hostage was fighting for his life after a knifeman burst into Norman Church at 9 a.m. yesterday. Or Sunday. It was Sunday. It was a be, uh, um, bit of a time change. Vatican has condemned the barbaric killing of an 84-year-old priest and an anti-terror investigation is underway. Yeah, as if that's going to help. ISIS claimed responsibility for this atrocity. Well, France Holland said that France is at war with the terror group. Yeah, and, and our leaders have the audacity to say, we stand with France. You don't stand with France. Don't give me that crap, SpongeBob, that you stand with France. Stefan Dion just t- tweeted out on Twitter, we stand with France. You don't stand for you don't stand for nothing. I'll tell you what you stand for, Stefan. Your leader stands for selfies with schoolgirls and poodles. That's what he stands for. And you, Mr. Dion, you stand with a bunch of cowards. Your right-hand man is a known sympathizer to to Islamic terrorist organizations. We stand with France. Oh, my goodness. Where's the the media? Where's the media? How lame and cowardly are, are the federal conservatives in Canada that they're letting SpongeBob Trudeau off the hook? of being the most cowardly, inept, wimp prime minister in Canadian history. Yeah, I just gave him a title. You want to agree or disagree? Feel free to call in. I'd love to hear your other side. I would suggest he is the most cowardly, inept, wimp prime minister in Canadian history. This guy makes Neville Chamberlain look like Brock Lesnar. What a wimp. We stand with our NATO allies. You don't stand for anything except yourself. And you're going to make sure that the pose is just perfect before you stand for anything, SpongeBob. I, I, oh. You know, it blows me away. People are people still, still voting for the guy. Popularity's never been higher. That's incredible. I think, I think that some of the people that you live next door to are some of the most dangerous people in North America because they keep empowering these cowards. They keep empowering these wimps. 
I mean, it is the most evil, barbaric ideology that we've seen come down the pike since Nazism. And what was his first policy as soon as he got elected? Oh, let's pull our soldiers back. We're not going to fight these guys. What a coward. What a wimp. I'm embarrassed that he's my prime minister. Well, you're supposed to pray for him. Yeah, I do pray for him. I pray for him all the time. And I think it's because I pray for the guy, it qualifies me to have an opinion and let people know what I think. And I, I, I'm so tired of people on Twitter and Facebook saying, well, I don't want to judge. Hey, you people that are afraid of judging all the time, do you ever have an opinion on anything? Do you take a stand for anything? Or are you always, you know, wallflowers at flowers in the shadows, afraid to express anything? Because those type of people, you're fodder for dictators. You know that? You're the easiest type of people to take over and manipulate and empower the tyrants that we have running our countries right now. I don't want to judge. When you hear, when you hear somebody say they don't want to judge, usually it's because they're cowards. Usually because they're afraid of their own opinions, they're afraid of their own shadows. And, and listen, you want to go ask the pastor tonight? We can go ask the pastor. John 7, 24. Here's the, here's the quote that nobody ever attributes to Jesus, but he said it just the same as he said, do not judge. He said, make right judgments and don't judge by appearances only. In fact, he commanded us to judge, to make right judgments. And he gave us a brain to discern And he also said, let no one deceive you several times when he's referring to the last days. So if you want to go down the religious road, I got that covered before you're already thinking. Because sometimes when I get very provocative in my opinions, people respond by, that guy's a pastor? Oh, I never heard a pastor like that. That's probably because you heard a lot of wimp, cowardly pastors in your life. My my heroes who were pastors got burned at the stake for for their devotion to God. My heroes got excommunicated. My heroes gave their lives up for their devotion to truth. In fact, Jesus predicted that his real followers would be hated. Jesus predicted that, you know, they killed the prophets before me, they're going to kill you too. Maybe I will go ask the pastor tonight. I don't know. I, I, you know, the, 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 the wimpy understanding of faith in North America, the way it's been watered down. You know, real faith is the gutsiest thing in the world. Real faith is not afraid of anything. Real real faith doesn't kowtow to political correctness. Jesus never did. That's what got him killed. I mean, people worship God as if, you know, Jesus got killed for saying nice things. He never got killed for saying nice things. He didn't kowtow to the authorities. He didn't bend. Of course, then again, he was a real leader, wasn't he? 343-700-4390 is... The Capital Region Line. That's 343-700-4390. That's long distance. 1-844-562-4766. Bill Clinton's going to be speaking at the Democratic National Convention tonight. Republicans say that Hillary Clinton degraded women and ignored feminist rights and ignored Bill's, her husband Bill's abuse of women for the sake of holding on to power. That's what Republicans say. I don't agree with everything Republicans say, but I, th- I have a hard time not believing that one. Do you believe that? In fact, Republicans say that Hillary Clinton set back real feminism decades. 
by not kicking the crap out of Bill when he was, you know, philandering and abusing women all over the place. Donald Trump is now referring to Hillary as Hillary Rotten Clinton. Oh, how clever. Boy. Yeah, Rotten, Rotten. Boy, you must have had a lot of people on your staff come up with that one, eh, Trump? Boy. Brilliant. 343 That's 1-844-562-4766. Did a poll on Twitter earlier in the day. And I think more people have... Uh, participated in this poll than any poll I've ever put out there. And here was the question. I'll give you the latest stats because they, they run for 24 hours. I put out a question today on the Internet, on Twitter. Who's more evil? And I said, retweet this around. I really want to know. Who's more evil? Kathleen Wynne, Hillary Clinton, Donald Trump, or Justin Trudeau? Oh, I don't want to judge. Well, then don't take part in the poll, you coward. I'm just asking for opinions. Who's more evil, in your opinion? Now, some people tweeted back, why would you put Justin Trudeau in there? He's not evil, he's just dumb. You know what, I have to agree with you. But, you know, I could put four names in, so why not? Here's the stats. Here's the latest stats, okay? 5% say Donald Trump. 11% say Justin Trudeau. 21% say Hillary Clinton. And the winner, as the most evil of the four... By a landslide, Kathleen wins 63%. Just telling you what people think, folks. And I want to hear what you think as well. I can assume what you're thinking, but it's much better if you get to speak for yourself. 343-700-4390. I got a ton of stuff to throw out there today. Oh, man, how am I going to fit this in to two hours? Well, less than two hours now. It's beyond me. 343-700-4390. one 844 that's one eight four four five six two four seven six six. I want to read to you an account of one of the most vicious, scathing attacks on Hillary Clinton I've read yet. And you won't believe, you won't believe who wrote it. One of her closest allies. It's one of the most honest, objective, scathing attacks on Hillary I've read yet. And wait till you hear who wrote it. That and a lot more when we get back on Late Night Council. All the problems of the world changed by 11, folks, or triple your money back. And don't go to my sponsors trying to get your money back here, okay? You email me. I'll take care of that, okay? Stay with us. Often hear about the supposed dangers of human-induced climate change. But what about the disastrous consequences of climate policy? For example, the closing of Ontario's coal stations was the single most important cause of the 318% rise in power rates since 2002. 
Thousands of industrial wind turbines are being erected across the province, killing birds and bats and ruining the lives of people living nearby. The expanded use of biofuels has led to 6.5% of the world's grain going to fuel instead of food. Only 6% of the $1 billion spent every day on climate finance goes to helping people today. The rest is dedicated to trying to stop climate change that may someday happen. Yet the reports of the non-governmental international panel on climate change show that the science backing the climate scare is highly uncertain. Isn't it time we focused on problems we know to be real? This message is brought to you by climatescienceinternational.org. Oh my. Oh my. Boy, you know, I, I told you we didn't have any technical difficulties, and, I, and we just had some technical difficulties, but I seem to have got them fixed during the commercial break. Wow. My goodness, somebody must be praying for me tonight. I'm feeling good. 343-700-4390. That's 343-700-4390. One eight four four five six two four seven six six is the long distance line. That's one eight four four five six two four seven six six. Now I told you that one of the most stinging rebukes against Hillary Clinton was published on the web. Just I'm trying to look at the date here. Where's the date? It's very recent. And uh, there's no date on it. I'd have to go look up the date, but I think it's in the last uh, day or two. And it's from none other than flaming liberal socialist hypocrite whack job, Mike, Michael Moore. Now, I remember Michael Moore's first big flick. His first, when he got his big break, he did the movie Roger and Me in 1989. It was brilliant. Oh, I love that movie. Bought a copy, watched it several times, showed it to a number of my friends. I just love the way he stuck it to the man, you know, in corporate America. But something really vicious happened to Michael Moore. The more money he got, the more pompous he got. The more power he got, the more he became like Roger Smith because the movie Roger and Me was all about him trying to get an interview with the chairman of General Motors, Roger Smith, about the closing of the plants in Flint, Michigan, his hometown. Okay? And it was, it, was, it was a wonderful movie, okay? And, but he turned into the guy that he criticized. Putting out Bowling for Columbine, putting out, you know, like all sorts of attacks on, on you know, anybody that disagreed with him. Until about after his fourth or fifth movie, a couple guys decided to do to Roger Moore what Roger Moore originally did to Roger Smith, they tried to get an interview with him. Of course, they couldn't get past his security. He's in his big mansion and everything. And it was quite hilarious. 
that Roger that uh, Michael Moore had turned into, you know, the very guy that 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 bought him uh, his original fame. And I'm expressing an opinion. I think the guy's a pompous ass. I really do. Okay. But when I read what he had to say about Hillary Clinton, oh my goodness. I, uh, he, he put out a piece called Five Reasons Donald Trump is Going to Win the Presidency. Okay? I mean, the very title. The guy's a known backer of the Democratic Party, okay? But for him to come out with, a, with, a, with an article like that, I'm sure he's trying to stir the pot. He's trying to shock fellow Democrats into action to stop the Trump juggernaut, okay? But he's probably offered up the best assessment of Hillary Clinton yet. And who would be the best person to do that but somebody that's so high profile within the Democratic Party? I mean, it's perfect. And I'm quoting the article here. I'm pretty sure I tweeted this out earlier today. And if not, it's easy to find. Just type in Michael Moore, five reasons Donald Trump is going to win the presidency. Here's his assessment of Hillary Clinton. I mean, if, you, if this isn't a case of with friends like this, who needs enemies? I don't know. Here it comes. Let's face it. Our biggest problem here isn't Trump. It's Hillary. She's hugely unpopular. Nearly 70% of all voters think she is untrustworthy and dishonest. She represents the old way of politics, not really believing in anything other than what, you can, get, what can get you elected. That's why she fights against gays getting married one moment, and the next day she's officiating a gay marriage. Young women are among her biggest detractors, which has to hurt considering it's the sacrifices and the battles that Hillary and other women of her generation endured so that this younger generation would never have to be told by the Barbara Bushes of the world that they should just shut up and go bake cookies. But the kids don't like her, and not a day goes by that a millennial doesn't tell me they aren't voting for her. No Democrat, and certainly no Independent, is waking up on November 8th excited to run out and vote for Hillary the way they did for Obama. Or when Bernie was on the primary ballot, the enthusiasm just isn't there. And because this election is going to come down to just one thing, who drags the most people out out of the House and gets them to the polls? Trump right now is in the catbird seat. I don't know. I, I Listen, I know... You know, I know what's out there, and and you know what people are saying about Hillary and about Trump. That is about the most honest assessment and the most objective assessment I've heard about Hillary Clinton since this whole campaign started back in 1978. Oh, man, they're long campaigns, aren't they? Oh. I I hear Canadian media complain about, you know, our our six and seven weeks campaigns for uh, prime minister. And now we spend hundreds of thousands on camp. They spend billions down in the States. Obscene amounts of money. Obscene amounts of money. And look at the two candidates they came up with. Oh, oh, man. Boy, I could sing O Canada right now. How about you, huh? I know. Makes us feel pompous and arrogant and entitled and everything. But, man. Wow. 343-700-4390. Three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. That's three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. One eight eight four four. LNC is on. That's one eight four four five six two four seven six six. Have you heard of Gary Johnson? Boy, that's a pretty innocuous name, eh? That's right up there with John Smith, or George Brown, or or Gary Johnson. 
You never heard of Gary Johnson? Well, Mike Strobel, Mike Strobel talks all about him in uh, the Ottawa Sun today. And I'm going to give you a bit of the article here, and you'll know why when I'm reading it, why I brought Gary Johnson into this whole discussion with Hillary and Trump and everybody else, Michael Moore. Feel the Johnson is a rising cry in the U.S. presidential race. And a Twitter hashtag, of course, hashtag feel the Johnson. It refers not to a certain appendage, but to Gary Johnson, champion of the Libertarian Party, who is climbing in the polls amid the din of the Democratic and Republican gong shows. The July 17 poll of CNN had Johnson at a startling 13%. To Hillary Clinton's 42% and Donald Trump's 37%. And up four points from June. In 2012, Johnson languished at 1%. If he hits 15%, they have to let him join the presidential debates. Not to mention, he's a spoiler. Libertarians, not giving the whole article here, but boy, you may have some opinions on this. Libertarians favor gay rights. And legal weed. Johnson is CEO of a marijuana company. They are also small government, small tax fanatics, thus appealing to Republicans, who are leery of Trump. Johnson was a two-term tax-slashing Republican governor of New Mexico. Hey, I drove through New Mexico just two weeks ago. I was impressed. Beautiful roads. Albuquerque, what a gorgeous city. Beautiful city. Well, he was the governor there. His running mate, William Weld, was a budget-balancing governor of Massachusetts. And you haven't even heard this guy, have you? Trump is going to win this thing, unless Martians hack his emails and reveal that he kicks kittens. I predicted for more than a year Trump was the guy to watch to upset establishment apple carts. The precedent was our own Rob Ford, or at least the White House is Trump's to lose. A CNN poll Monday says he surged ahead of Hillary, 48 to 45 percent, in the wake of his party's convention. You'd think it would be a breeze since he's up against the distaff, the distaff half of the most corrupt American couple since Bonnie and Clyde. Boy, I like that description. That's original. Mike Strobel calls Hillary and Bill Clinton the most corrupt American couple since Bonnie and Clyde. The Clintons truly have made an art of lying. Bill was impeached for it. It's written all over their faces. They aren't fooling anybody anymore. So the backstabbing of Sanders, shockingly revealed in party emails, will surely offset any convention bump Hillary gets this week. If any more leaks are sprung, it could get real ugly for her. Trump often plays a buffoon on TV, but he's on target about crooked Hillary. Americans don't trust her as far as they can throw her. But they don't trust Titanic Trump much either. Both candidates have negative trustworthiness ratings around 65%. That's unbelievable. The two leading candidates with that kind of untrusted trustworthiness stats. Wow. Though Trump has improved since the convention, according to CNN. On the other hand, 60% of Americans haven't a clue who Gary Johnson is. But in a race with the two most disliked candidates in U.S. history, isn't that a line? Is that a line? The presidential race in the States involves the two most disliked candidates in presidential history. In U.S. history. I don't think that's an exaggeration at all. Gary Johnson might be a household name by November the 8th, Election Day. Or perhaps on November 3rd, 2020. Will America feel the Johnson? You scoff, but maybe you scoffed a year ago when you were asked, could Donald Trump actually be president? Gary Johnson. 
And I used to think, you know, if there was a third-party guy, that would seal it for Hillary. But even I underestimated how much Americans hate Hillary. Wow. And she deserves it. She's earned it. She's earned the reputation. She's worked hard at it, boy. I mean, she, man, it's like she was staying after school to study to win the Ph.D. on corruption and uh, distrust. I mean, just being married to Bill's enough, but, you know, she she had to accomplish that on her own. And she's been quite successful. In my opinion. Don't you get ticked off when people say, in my humble opinion? I, I don't take that crap from anybody. When somebody says they're humble right away, that's proof that they're not. That's why I never say in my humble opinion, because I know I'm not humble. I think humility is a wonderful thing. I pursue it with all my heart. I'm not very successful. I think it's a divine quality that you should never give up pursuing, but I would never go around telling people I'm humble, and I would never call my opinion humble either. In my humble opinion. Oh, shut up. Quit being so pompous. Give me a call. You want to be pompous? Fine. You want to be yourself? Fine. 343-700-4390 in the capital region. That's 343-700-4390. And if you're calling from, uh, oh, long ways away, wherever, okay? 1-844-562-4766. That's 1-844-562-4766. It is open line, open topic. Whatever you want to talk about. I'm trying to get all of the really important stuff covered, you know? that you really care about. But I might be missing something. And if I am, that's where you come in. I got a lot of people tweeting at me tonight. And I got a lot of people emailing. So tell you what, we're going to go to the information interlude, okay? Let you know what's going on with stuff. And uh, we'll see if any of those air uh, air, uh, air mails, uh, tweets or, or uh, emails are airworthy. You're listening to Late Night Council. I hope you keep listening. Stay with us. So much better than a news break. And most news breaks, all they have is bad news anyway. Well, you're going to hear some good news. Just stay right where you are. But you get a line while I'm catching my breath. 343-700-4390 in eastern Ontario, western Quebec. Or 1-844-562-4766. That's 1-844-LNC-IS-ON. You can email me, jc at latenightcouncil.com. Keep it under six lines. And you can tweet at us at Council. Don't sweat it. I know you gave me those numbers pretty quick. I'm going to give them up before this break is over. Unfiltered, unfettered, uncensored. I have one program director now. God. I don't always follow through on my instructions, right? But he makes it pretty clear what he wants. What do you want? What do you like? What ticks you off? I want to hear from you. Listener feedback means a lot. Almost means as much as what the program director wants. And don't forget you can download all our shows for podcasts anytime. TuneIn.com seems to be the best and easiest way to hook up with us. Or if you prefer Google Play, that seems to work too. LateNightCouncil.com. Stay with us.
show's host and call screener line. Please enter your show number and enter your six digits. Monday and Tuesday, it's news. Often some pretty good guests, too. Wednesday, it's Ask the Pastor. Thursday nights, we repeat the Ask the Pastor broadcast from the night before. And then Friday night, well, we fool around on Friday. We give stuff away. We have fun, because that's what you're supposed to do on Friday. And if you miss any of the shows, well, that's what podcasts are for. 343-700-4390. That's 343-700-4390. That is the Eastern Ontario and Western Quebec line, the whole capital region. And 1-844-562-4766. That's long distance. 1-844-562-4766. Of course you can advertise on Late Night Council. In fact, the ad space is quickly getting claimed. Get in now while the rates are still low. Email me at jc at latenightcouncil.com for more details. Welcome back. Tell me what's on your mind. 343-700-4390. I mean, that's fair, right? I mean, I'm telling you what's on my mind, so you should be able to tell me what's on your mind. And if I'm not talking about what's on your mind, then, well, then you got to, you know, change the direction. Let's bring James on. I want to hear what's on James's mind. James, can you hear me? Sure can. That's terrific. On my mind is Islamic Jihad. Islamic Jihad, the, en- the enemy that the Islamophobes are afraid to name. I've started calling uh, Justin Trudeau and, and uh, Barack Obama, they're the real Islamophobes, because they're afraid of Islamic Jihad. Well, yeah, they're certainly afraid to say it. They're certainly afraid of the truth of it, that's for sure. I mean, you know, there's a couple of things I, I felt this, that there's a, there's a popular narrative, whatever, like there's been a lot of attacks lately, and they're all by Muslims, and they're all in the name of jihad. Right? It's every day now. And what I, it's every day. And actually, there was a break, a mild break, I think, yesterday, where it didn't seem to be anything too serious happened. But anyway, there was, except, I mean, except in Afghanistan, where I think 75 people died in a massive explosion by the Islamic State. But in terms of the West, there was a day off. But the, the, there's what I call a government media complex where there's a clear collusion. I mean, because the CBC, for instance, not only doesn't say important things that are true, which is a liable mission, but it actually says things which are untrue uh, and because it's trying, to, it's trying to preserve a certain narrative, right? So I've been, you, you'll watch this. And I, I thought I would like to call in and maybe just take a little poke at some of that. So poke away. Today, who be, there's a fellow, there's a, you know, today a priest at a church in uh, France. Normandy. Was, Beheaded. 84 years yeah. old. And, yes. Yeah. How brave. I, I think one thing that's not getting out, I mean, I don't know what, what's getting out of the guy. I forget it. I think one of his names is Mohammed, but he clearly, the Islamic State took credit, as it were, for the attack. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, you know, the picture of him, he's got the classic jihadi beard and the no mustache and the usual sort of accoutrements of, a, of an Islamic jihad. And uh, the, but what, what's not getting out enough 
is that that particular church that that fellow was a priest of actually gave land to build a mosque not too long ago. Wow. So the local mosque, the mosque that's closest to that church, the land was granted to them by the church, all right? So it's not like we're dealing with that this church was in any way unfriendly to his land. It's that this church should have been unfriendly to his land because the consequences of not being is you get your throat cut in front of your congregation. And I think also a nun was attacked and some hostages were taken. It was a pretty, it was a pretty major attack. And, of course, it's all, it's all going to be downplayed by the media. Now, well, it's already downplayed. I mean, they report it and then they forget yeah. it. Yeah, because, again, they're trying to preserve a narrative about Islam, that it's not really Islam, and so on and so on. Well, CBC is our version. No one ever, ever reads the Quran. CBC, uh, you, we may as well start calling it can the Canadian version of Pravda, because that's what it is. It's state-run radio, uh, state-run media. It, it absolutely is. It absolutely is. In fact, it's not Pravda now, because Pravda now, last time I read last few times I read it, it was pretty good. It's, it's Pravda. Well, I mean, pra- I mean Pravda under, Bre- under Brezhnev and, and Khrushchev and the rest yeah. of those totalitarian, yeah. de- you know, despots. Yes, that's exactly right. So I just want to cut to the guy in Nice now, because the, the fellow who did a major attack, in, and which the CBC referred to as a truck attack. I mean, I know, you know, I know. The thing is, obviously, from the CBC's point of view, what has to happen is trucks need to be registered and trucks need to be licensed, right? That's the real problem is unlicensed and unregistered trucks. Yeah. Because they just do that. They just do that. But anyway, so the thing is, one of the ways they're trying to distance this from Islam is that this particular jihadi that drove the truck was known to drink occasionally and, you know, whatever, do things that are considered un-Islamic, right? Mm -hmm. So I want to put this out there because this is not known. It needs to be known, and it's irrefutable fact. That if you read the Quran, a believing Muslim knows a few things. A believing Muslim knows, for one thing, that while it says in the Quran that when he dies, his good deeds and bad deeds will be measured, and that depending on which way the scale tips, he'll go to the brothel, which is the afterlife, or he won't. Uh, he'll go to an incredibly, incredibly well-described horror, horror theme park, right? Mm-hmm. But if he, if he, uh, the thing is, the Quran doesn't say what constitutes a good deed and what constitutes a bad deed. So, in other words, you could live your whole life as a very, based on a Christian or a Jewish or a Buddhist or a Hindu or a Zoroastrian or an, an ethical atheist's um, way of, of living your life in the most selfless, wonderful way. It does not guarantee you a place in heaven because you have no idea what in Islam is considered a good deed and a bad deed. However, if you die in an act of jihad, all of your sins are forgiven, and you go straight to the sky brothel, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay? As I call it, Mohammed's bar and brothel in the clouds, because that's actually how the Quran describes it. So the, the point is that this guy, they're trying to say, well, he wasn't a real Muslim, because he was known to do things like he, he wasn't known to behave in a way that people imagine. Yeah, but he may want have wanted to do that final act as a, as a you know, a, a, an atonement and, a, and to assure that he would make it into the big brothel in the sky. Be- that is precisely correct. Yeah, that, yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know how their, I know how their minds work too, man. Yes, but I don't think enough people do. And I think, like, here we are, we're trying to fight a giant government media narrative, which is trying to make it look like none of this stuff has anything to do with Islam. And they're trying to tell us that Islam is really some kind of form of politically correct Christianity. It's a new age view of Islam. Just pick up a Koran and read it. These guys who are doing these attacks are doing it under 100% of Islamically correct principles and for Islamic reasons of manifest destiny. Yeah, and, and the media is misrepresenting Islam, okay? Yeah, you're oh, very yeah. accurate in, 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 in saying that the media is representing Islam as if though it's some type of New Age politically correct religion. It's anything but. 
I mean, those of us that uh, yes. that study the theology of it and and you know what what, what they really believe. I mean, uh, uh, you know, I think it's a misrepresentation to call them all bloodthirsty. That's wrong. But it's a misrepresentation to say that oh, you know, they're just they just you know they all just want peace and uh, they're very very moderate and they're very patriotic and all that. Look at uh, Muslims are as different as uh, you know every individual uh, you know's uh, uh, facial features are. You can't just categorize. But like you said many times, James, there's disturbing things in the Quran, boy, really. And in the Hadith, they're even more disturbing. And in the Sunnah, even more disturbing. In the example of the life of Muhammad, it gets even worse than in the, in the Hadith. But, but the thing is, there is a formula that I use, and I think it's a fair formula. And I think that you can test this formula based on just reading the newspaper and looking. And the, the, the formula works as the more adherence any given Muslim is to the, the theology and ideology of Islam, the more of a threat that individual is to Western liberalism, to Western classical civilization. It really is that simple. Like the, the degree to which they believe, and you know what, the same thing can be said of communists and Nazis. You could get a guy who's sort of like a, mem- a member of the Nazi party, and he you know, doesn't really believe in it that much. He doesn't care that much. It was just convenient, and that's how he got his job. You know, with the dry cleaners, because he had to join the Nazi party. But so, you know, he's or, not, or like he's a soft, a, like threat. a soft communist, like uh, Justin Trudeau, who goes around saying he admires the efficiency of the Chinese government. You know, I mean, yeah. Well, well I, you know, I, I, I wouldn't want to start delving around in the brain of Justin Trudeau, at least not without a mask. And well, no, things, no, it would, you'd have no problem delving in the brain of Justin Trudeau. It'd take you all about you know thirty seconds, and you'd be done. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm afraid of. But 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 again, as you say, like the, the point is that the degree to which a person is adherent to one of these ideologies, whether it's communism, Nazism, or Islam, is the degree to which that person represents a threat. And it's it's pretty straightforward. And sometimes it's visible. Like sometimes, like the guy who beheaded the priest, they've got the sort of unkempt beard with the closely shaved or fully shaved mustache and the watch on the right wrist, and maybe the bean to Mecca little cap on, or maybe not. Maybe you can't tell. But that's but they're, but the degree to which they believe is the degree to which they're problematic, and so I, I think that that needs that that solves the whole James, problem. James, tomorrow night, tomorrow night, I'm going to quote from one of the most eloquent articles I've read in the last oh six months on the difference between a radicalized Christian and a radicalized Muslim. Oh my goodness, the differences are stark, and I'm I'm glad I'm well, glad they, for your call to kind of set that up tonight because it's going to be a perfect segue into when we talk about that tomorrow from a biblical perspective, but much more than that. Thanks, James. You know what? My pleasure, John. Always, Thanks. always Thank love you. your calls, buddy. Three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. That's three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. I'm going to cut into commercial time a little bit because I got Tom Harris on, and uh, he's come with a report from a, a, a town hall meeting he was at. Was that uh, tonight or last night, Tom? Yeah, it was just about just ended about an hour ago. It was the Patrick Brown meeting out in Stittsville. Patrick he's Brown, light, you mean it. Patrick Lightning in a Bottle Brown? Patrick Brown, uh, the, the yeah, great the, conservative hope of all of the faithful in Ontario? Yeah, and it was very interesting because he did not want to address climate change, and yet the topic came up over and over and over. And I That's because, you know why he didn't want to address it? You know why he didn't want to address it? Because he's a coward, Tom. That's why. Anyway. Well, you'd laugh. I asked him, do you think that carbon dioxide will cause dangerous climate change? Sounds like a pretty straightforward question. I had to ask him eight times before he finally said, well, he didn't think there was a consensus, but he never gave his opinion. What a slime. And, you know, interesting because what a slime. And that's the, that's the head of the Provincial Conservative Party. Oh, dear God, help us. 
Oh my goodness! Yeah, but there were, but you know, later in the meeting there was one very good development, and we should certainly hold him to this. I asked him point blank, "Will you take down the wind turbines if you become premier in communities that voted against them?" Okay, Shelly Korea, you remember she was on your show. Yeah. She called in and she talked about a turbine only 500 meters from her house, and her poor child has sensory uh, problems. Yeah, making her kids issues. sick. The doctors said those turbines are terrible, and so she's asked Patrick Brown, "Will you take it down?" He won't answer. Tonight, he said yes. He will take them down, and that's a big statement. I think he knew after I'd asked him the previous question eight times that I wasn't going away. So he said very clearly, not once but twice. He will take some. I'll down. believe so it when I see it, Tom. Tom, you got more faith in those guys than I do. I'm telling you. Yeah, but I don't. I don't trust those guys as far as I can throw them. That's just I don't far trust those guys as far as I can throw them. Well, the trouble is, Patrick Brown is so driven to become premier. He said point blank that he wouldn't sacrifice the election on things like the climate issue. Okay? Yeah, so let me translate that. Let me translate that. Premier. I'm so slimy, I won't take a stand on anything that, that will jeopardize me, uh, you know, rising to power. Okay? That's the translation That's right the there. Yeah, and, 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 you know, a number of the people there, they presented him with lists of all kinds of emails and stuff saying, look, people think you're weakling, you're not standing up for conservative values. And I pointed out to him, I said, look, many conservatives would rather see a strong conservative outspoken in Queen's Park in opposition than a weakling-type, wiver-waver-type party calling themselves conservatives but doing the same things as government. Yep. As government. And, yep. you know, a lot of people there agree with that. They don't want a weakling conservative government. Tom, thanks for calling in. Okay, thank you. You got allies in us, buddy. You know that. Always good to have you on. ClimateScienceInternational.org. That's where Tom Harris is. Fighting the good fight, and it's a good fight. He's trying to save you billions of dollars, folks. He's trying to save you billions of dollars, and I am not exaggerating that at all. Doug, I see you online there. Going to you as soon as we get back. 343-700-4390. That's 343-700-4390. That's 1-844-562-4766. This is Late Night Council. Stay with us. Summertime is here, and it's time to cool off with your friends at Menchie's Frozen Yogurt. We feature 12 flavors of frozen yogurt daily, with a choice of over 55 delicious toppings to choose from. The combinations are endless. Chill out with our new fresh yogurt fruit smoothies, or be the hero at your next backyard barbecue or birthday celebration when you serve up our exquisite frozen yogurt cake to your family and friends. Visit us at 80 George Street in the Byward Market and 3091 Strandherd Drive in Barhaven. Menchie's Frozen Yogurt. We make you smile. Timo's 2000 Mobile Auto Cleaning. Comes right to your driveway and makes your vehicle look brand new again. Classic cars, bikes, boats, RVs, dump trucks, hot rods, tractors, transport trucks. 
We can even make your minivan look like the day you drove it off the lot. Did you spill too much coffee on your seat? Did Junior decide he couldn't wait till he got home? And yuck, maybe you're just long overdue for that meticulous cleaning. Maybe you want to sell the old beast. Smartest thing you can do is make it look brand new again. Timos 2000, 613-327-8498, 613-327-8498, or go to timos2000.com. For 17 years, I've been taking my cars to Irwin's Automotion. 17 years ago, Irwin was renting space on the corner of Bank and Heron. His encyclopedic knowledge of all things mechanical and his no-bull honesty has resulted in his second move. He now operates a huge facility on Cleopatra, eight bays, and an expert staff that operate all in the same wavelength. Honesty, integrity, try to save the customers some money and headaches, but fix it right the first time. Irwin's Out of Motion, 34, Cleopatra. Tell them Council sent you. That'll make them smile. Three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. That's three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. One eight four four five six two four seven six six is the long distance line. That's one eight four four five six two four seven six six. If you wanna, if you wanna help the show, well, you tune in and listen like you're doing now. If you want to help the show more, you call in, you make it come alive. You give it a little more life than just listening to the same old host droning on and on and on and on about all the stuff that he's always droning on and on and on about. And thirdly, drop in on Irwin's Automotion. Get your next oil change there. Go have a frozen yogurt at Menchie's. Let Timo's 2000 Auto Clean come to your house and, and just make your car look like it's brand new again. It's what you need to do. Have dinner with the Garlic King. Helps the show, I'll tell you. They're not just sponsors, they're partners. And I want to see them do well, and you can help them do well better than anybody. 343-700-4390. As promised, always been so patient. I hope he's still there. Hope he hasn't fallen asleep on hold. Doug, are you there? Can you hear me? Yes, I'm here. There he is, Doug. What's on your mind tonight, buddy? Oh, I'm going to call in and change your mind about Trump. Oh, yeah, keep trying, buddy, you know. Keep trying. Go for it, buddy. <laughs> well, you were just you were just talking about Patrick Brown, so I'll tie, tie it into and, that. And Donald Patrick Trump, Brown Donald the, uh, Trump Patrick is the... Patrick Brown is the modern-day politician, yeah, right? Yeah, and Donald Trump is the only public figure in North America right now that's uh, espousing the same things that I believe when it comes to, you he know, this whole right climate out, change. And he said climate change is a hoax. Yeah. He came yep. right out and said Paris Agreement, he's getting out of that. He said... What are we thinking? No other nation is going to tell us how to use our energy. God bless them. Uh, the UN is going to dictate how we use our energy. Uh, you on opposite of Patrick Brown, I mean... No, I know, I know. And you know what? People are willing to forgive his bluster, his adultery, you know, and his perceived, you know, racist comments because he speaks his mind. He's got the same appeal that Don Cherry has. Not everybody agrees with Don Cherry, but everybody loves him because...
because he's so opposite to the typical wimp, limp-wristed, I'll say anything to get elected, sleazeball politician. Okay? And that's what Hillary embodies. That's all I've seen in Patrick Brown. That's all I see in Kathleen Wynne, Justin Trudeau, Rona Ambrose. I mean, even Stephen Harper was like that. Stephen Harper got elected, having everybody believing that he was a conservative, and when he got into power, he moved the entire party to the left, because he was far more interested in holding on to power than he was in leading. And I wonder, I wonder if he would have stayed being a real leader, whether he, you know, he couldn't have transformed from just an elected politician into one of the greatest statesmen the world has ever seen. But these guys are so addicted to power, and such wimps, that they never stay true to their guns. They always cave, man. They always cave. Exactly. Oh, well, give me a I politician. Do, I believe, I, Get, followed, I followed Trump for a long, long time. Yeah, I have and too, I and that's why I'm not a... that he'll speak his mind, and if he loses the presidency on what he's saying, uh, he's, he'll say, so be it. Yeah. Um, you know, speaking your mind, I mean, it's very similar to honesty. You know, he, uh, I said to somebody the other day, I said, you know, he speaks his mind, he may not be, uh, I think he's honest when he speaks his mind. He may not be an academic. He may not say the right things, and he may change his mind the next day because he hasn't really thought about what he's saying. But I think he's honest. I think that's what's on his mind. I don't think he's trying to fool people. I think he's, uh, you know, I don't think he ever thought he'd get this far, but he's sticking to his guns and uh, and uh, basically trying to be a, a real person. Well, there's there's a lot out. of, there's a lot of, and Mike Strobel hit the nail on the head in the, in the column in the Sun today. There are a lot of similarities between Donald Trump and Rob Ford. I mean, oh, Rob, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rob Ford actually, was was. You, if, go ahead. If you look at the populism, if you look at the populism, like Rob Ford had so many um, um, personal problems, and uh, you know, even even he had a lot of problems when he was when he was uh, doing his official duties and, and stuff. He was mm-hmm. not a polished uh, at all by, by any means, personal or business. Yet the people loved him. Uh, the people truly felt in their look at his funeral. How many people lined up for his funeral? Oh, I know, you know I know, and, he uh, was beloved. He said, ah, he was a lion drug dealer or drug. User but and, people uh, were, but people he, were. He shouldn't have been popular, but people are. People are were willing walking. to forgive that side of him, Doug. They were willing to forgive that side of him, just like they're willing to forgive that side of Donald Trump because he's so straight and there's no bull. And people are so fed up with political correctness. They're so fed up with you know mainstream media drivel. They're so fed up with with uh, uh, political correctness dictating on how we're supposed to think, what we can say, what we can't say. That you know you can't even express an opinion without somebody labeling you or fining you or worse especially with our human rights courts here in canada i mean it's unbelievable you can't even espouse beliefs without being punished for it and people are fed up and they're even willing they're even willing to uh, to give authority to a to what the media calls a buffoon somebody who's unpolished somebody who is unschooled well at least you know the, the guy is taking a stand for something instead of saying everything that you know he needs to say or she needs to say to get elected you know it, it makes there's you want to puke politicians there's very few politicians in the world that will do that like maybe trump maybe putin maybe the guy from north korea but who who else what european leader what uh, you know certainly not the canadian leaders uh, anything we've had in the last 20 years uh, people people are are desperate uh, they're but, but doug but doug we in canada uh, we in canada we have created those leaders though okay we have, I, I mean, I mean, the reason those leaders are so politically correct is because they don't want to be labeled a buffoon like what Rob Ford was, okay? Their image and their reputation is ten times more important to them than their principles, 
They don't have any principles. They don't have nothing to stand for, okay? They don't stand for anything, so they fall for everything, and they're manipulated by every special interest group growing, and that's why you don't have any real leaders. You just have... Maybe, maybe, the, maybe the pressure on Farad Ford is what caused him to drink in the first place. I mean, he was under incredible pressure being in, in, uh, in his position with, uh, with everybody coming down against him and the, the establishment, no, not everybody coming against him, the establishment coming down against him, mm-hmm. the press coming down against him. I mean, I don't know. I don't know why anybody would be a politician, you know, to put up with what he had to put That's up That's a thankless with. job. So, I would know? think that if you want to be a – to me, it would be much more important to be a leader than a politician. If you end up going into politics, maintain your leadership. Make sure you lead, you know. Ted Turner had a great line. I either lead, follow, or get out of the way. And there's too few that there's too few that are still in the way. They're not leading, they're not following, and they're not getting out of the way. They're just a nuisance. They're taking up space. And every time I turn on, you know, CPAC or you know uh, one of the news channels, their faces on the TV cluttering up, saying the same old crap all the time. When you get asked a question, you know already what they're going to answer. You know. I mean, that's why, that's why Trump and Rob Ford, you know, and people of their ilk have captured people's attention. You don't know what they're going to say. And usually what they say is, whoa, that's original. You know, you don't hear that that often. And it's remembered. And you, Trump is going to get votes from people who can't stand him. You know why? Because he's so different. He's so original. He's so a breakaway from the claptrap crap we've been, uh, you know, force-fed for so many decades that you know anybody but this bland political, politically correct garbage that we've been force-fed from the media and from you know pseudo candidates and pseudo leaders. Anyway, that's not an endorsement, Doug. That's not Trump? Doug. That's not an endorsement for me. That's just an objective perspective, buddy. <laughs> anyway, How about one more quick point. Go for it. All right, so a lot of times Trump's been attacked because, uh, you know, people are saying, well, he's all for himself. And you heard that at the Democratic convention last night. You know, he only, he's only worried about himself. Oh, and well, Hillary's not? What's the first rule? What's the first? <laughs> eh? And Hillary's not for herself? Oh, my goodness. Oh, I, I know, I know, I know. There was she wrote the book there, on that but, topic. Okay, let me put it to you this way. What's the first rule of business? I don't know. I'm not a businessman. You should never, you should never strive for perfection. When you're in business, you should never strive for perfection. That's not the way to make money because to be perfect, it costs too much to go that extra mile. So if you're in business, you always strive to be adequate. That's the way Trump's father was. I mean, he had lower rent apartments, and, uh, uh, you know, so he was after the money. Trump came along, and uh, look at Trump's developments. He's building these uh, casinos and hotels, and uh, if you read his books, you know, very concerned about – Going above and beyond and making things perfect. Ah, he's uh, bored with making money, and he working with. Um, he wants the presidency uh, you know, as a play toy. Now. In, he put the effort in for the people. Ah, garbage, Doug. Come on, he didn't put any effort in for the people. No. He was getting richer and richer, and he's got more money than he knows what to do with now. And he's bored, so he figures, hey, I guess I can be president. I got more money than I want to do it. Let, let's agree. be president. You look at look at his failed businesses, say Trump Airlines. He tried to go above and above and beyond again, make it a luxury airline. It was a the climate, the climate uh, business climate was for uh, convenient, uh, low cost airlines. His airline went under. You know, he's always trying to, you know, make it good, make it great, make it better. Um, that's not, you know, somebody that's only interested in money. That's not the way they operate. You know, they're, they're profit. If profit is driving them, they never stop. Oh yeah, he like he like chasing. Think, yeah, not you're right. Not just that's what he what he was doing. You're right. It's not just money. He liked chasing skirts and he liked the power too. So it wasn't just money. He liked he liked getting his name out there too, or he or maybe he liked putting his name on stuff he was proud of. Good having so, you on, anyway, Doug. That's just my observation on him. Love your calls, buddy. Thanks for calling in. 
343-700-4390. That's 343-700-4390. We got to have one of our information uh, uh, interludes here. And they're important, you know. It's not just filler. We get a lot of info out there. I, I don't have the time to tell you everything that's going on. That's why we got this uh, this message. And, you know, i got to catch my breath here. You know, this is, this is high-stakes commentary here. I'm solving all the problems of the world here. Now, I'd, I'd like your help. I don't want to do it all on my own. So that's why you got phone numbers. 343-700-4390. 343-700-4390. is the long-distance line. That's 1-844-562-4766. Right back in a, oh, maybe two or three minutes. Stay with us. This is so much better than a news break. And most news breaks, all they have is bad news anyway. Well, you're going to hear some good news. Just stay right where you are. But you get a line while I'm catching my breath. 343-700-4390 in eastern Ontario, western Quebec. Or 1-844-562-4766. That's 1-844-LNC-IS-ON. You can email me, jc at latenightcouncil.com. Keep it under six lines. And you can tweet at us at jwcouncil. Don't sweat it. I know I gave you those numbers pretty quick. I'm going to give them up before this break is over. Unfiltered, unfettered, uncensored. I have one program director now. God. I don't always follow through on my instructions right, but he makes it pretty clear what he wants. What do you want? What do you like? What ticks you off? I want to hear from you. Listener feedback means a lot. Almost means as much as what the program director wants. And don't forget you can download all our shows for podcast anytime. TuneIn.com seems to be the best and easiest way to hook up with us. Or if you prefer Google Play, that seems to work too. LateNightCouncil.com. Stay with us. Monday and Tuesday, it's news. Often some pretty good guests, too. Wednesday, it's Ask the Pastor. Thursday nights, we repeat the Ask the Pastor broadcast from the night before. And then Friday night, well, we fool around on Friday. We give stuff away. We have fun because that's what you're supposed to do on Friday. And if you miss any of the shows, well, that's what podcasts are for. 343 4390 That's 343-700-4390. That is the Eastern Ontario and Western Quebec line, the whole capital region. And 1-844-562-4766. That's long distance. 1-844-562-4766. Of course you can advertise on Late Night Council. In fact, the ad space is quickly getting claimed. Get in now while the rates are still low. Email me at jc at latenightcouncil.com for more details.
Welcome back. 343-700-4390. We're open line, open topic all the way to 11 o'clock, folks. 343-700-4390. Capital region. That's the capital region. The other phone number, that's for faraway exotic places, you know, like Veteran Alberta, like Glide, Oregon, like Shiny Rock, Virginia. one 844 Oh, I, I got to give show contributor Mike equal time here, okay? He, he, he wants to talk about the Donald. Mike, is that what you want to talk about? Have, have I got you read correctly? Unfortunately, I'm getting a little tired of talking about the Donald. Are but, you getting uh, tired of talking? Why? You gotta do what you got to do. Mike, Donald Trump is like Justin Trudeau. He is like talk show heaven, man. I mean, when, when, when Justin got elected as the leader of the Liberal Party, I danced a jig in the, in the, in the studio because I knew this guy was going to be providing me with fodder for the next five years, man, and he has not disappointed. He has not let me down, and the Donald's the same way, man. Yeah, well, that's for sure. Um, I, I think uh, I want to take Doug a little bit to task, and I'm, I'm not going to put him down for supporting Trump or anything, but I want to challenge his thinking a little bit on this. Um, there's a, a great line I want to lift from uh, Thomas Sowell. Uh, he's, uh, he wrote a great column in uh, Conservative Review. It was actually not about Trump, but I want to, the line is perfect. Uh, the column is uh, Black Votes Matter, and uh, the, the, it talks about... Uh, what's really going on with this Black Lives Matter nonsense. And you notice the pattern. Every time there's an election, there's a, you know, a war on blacks or a, there's a war on poverty or the poor. It's, the, it's always the rich Republicans that want to make people poor or they want to hate the environment or they hate women. Well, they they're just bad people, the aren't they? They're just rotten, you know? And, and they, they whip them up and so that they turn out their base. That's all that is, mm-hmm. as sad mm-hmm. as it is. And now it's getting caught killed. But that, they don't care. It ends justify the means. That's Sololinsky, and they worship that guy. Unfortunately, I also think Donald Trump worships that guy um, because he also is an ends justify the means. Um, this is the line I wanted to borrow from Thomas Sowell. It was really good. I like this. Uh, he's, he mentions about the gullibility of much of the public who mistake geniality and glib rhetoric for honesty and goodwill. That's a good point. To me, that's a powerful yeah, line. That's a, give me that that's again. Good, the, the listeners need to hear that again, Mike. He says the, the gullibility of much of the public who mistake geniality and glib rhetoric for honesty and goodwill, which yeah. is exactly what Doug was, was saying. And I've been hearing this from oh, months now with people who don't really follow the news, don't really follow politics, and they hear Donald Trump and they think, wow, that guy tells it like it is. Uh, no, he just says things that other people don't say. That's not telling it like it yeah, is. Yeah, but we want other people to be saying those things. in def- And I'm no defender of Trump, Mike. But one of the reasons he's yep. tapped in, he's so popular, is because leaders are oh. so afraid to take a stand on anything. And he's taking what? a stand, and some of those stands, granted, are unpopular. But it seems as though the American public would rather have somebody taking a stand, even on unpopular things, than wimping out and being a snake in the grass and, and nobody knowing where you stand on anything. Well, now, think about this. Donald, or sorry, um, Barack Obama, another Freudian slip. Barack Obama had a blank check of power for two years because he had a Democrat Senate and a Democrat House. Yeah. And within two years of him running roughshod over the people, 
they threw him out. That's when the Tea Party rose up in a big, way, big way, and they threw out the House, and they brought in a lot of senators. They brought in a lot of state races. It was a humongous election. It was a, it was a really big deal, and the Republicans got in. What did the, like? How has Obama managed to achieve all of this? Obama is the presidency. People think that he has all this power. He does not. Uh, the Congress grants him or lets him do all this stuff. And the Republicans were put in there with the promise that we're going to stop this guy because that's and they never goal. did counterbalance. Them. Yeah, they wimped they out. Never did. They got politically correct. They have wimped but but out that's every exactly and but that's why Trump is tapping into the the populism of the states. Oh, yeah. they're so fed up with their leaders. Oh, they want somebody's going to kick butt, even if the guy that's going to kick butt is going to build a wall, even if he says nasty things about women, even if he you know it, it keeps and, sticking his foot in his mouth. And the problem here is, though, is this is becoming very cult-like, and that's what oh, definitely. Really creeps me out. Um, it's, it's well, the, you, you don't, to, you don't I mean, think, I, okay, I but think, hold it, hold it. You don't think we don't have that in Canada with the Trudeau cult? Oh my goodness, it's the most, oh, totally. it's the most, it's the most cultic ideology behind a leader that you know since his dad was the prime minister. Well, and I mean, we're already, uh, you know, Harper, Harper, or, or now Brown, lightning in a bottle. I mean, I'm laughing when I'm hearing that because the guy <laughs> is—he's he, a progressive. He's a progressive. I, I think mean, he, I think it's he, like he, he, you know what he is. He's same old, same old, Mike. Same old, same old. I've seen this played out so many times. I gag every time I see it. So you know what? Here comes this clown, Trump. Okay, but you know, I'd rather have a clown that speaks his mind than these goofball, politi- politically correct jackasses that we've had to put up with for the last thirty, forty years of this continent. Well, I mean, it's real satisfying that he says what you want, but he's not going to do anything different. Like, that's the problem, right? Yeah, he but I, yeah, cool. okay, but he's Mike, Mike, tiger. listen, Mike, you may be right, okay? You may be right, but I already know the other guys aren't going to do anything. This guy, at least he's saying it, and, you know, hopefully somebody's going to hold him to it once he gets into power. He's he made it more, he's made it more interesting, Mike. He's made it more interesting. He hasn't even stuck with his own message. He has caved on every position. He is basically putting forward the Democrat platform in the Republican Party, and now they're cheering. I for don't it. know. Calling climate change a hoax. Calling climate change a hoax isn't exactly, you know, uh, trumpeting the Democratic Party. Boy, that's going against their global he, religion. There, that's a stick in their he, craw. He's talking about. He's talking. He's signaling that he's going to pull out of NATO. I mean, we're not talking the U.N., we're talking NATO. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, uh, he wants to do a huge uh, um, tax on, on imports and stuff, this so-called trade imbalance. Yep. And he, he throws these numbers out there. I've seen plenty of articles on this. Uh, they, you know, the trade imbalance makes it sound like they're – or a trade deficit makes it sound like they're losing money. All it means is, is that uh, Americans are buying more than they're selling. So what? Mm-hmm. They have lots of money. They're, this is not a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, He's he's he. The trade embargoes is what led to the to the uh, depression and the crash of uh, twenty nine. It was that kind of stuff. And Canadians so, need to be aware that if he he's if he's, he's he's yeah if he if he pulls out of uh, like if he shuts down NAFTA like he's like he's threatening to. Ho, 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 you think the economy's bad in Alberta right now? Oh my goodness! You're looking at Alberta right across the nation if he pulls if if he shuts down NAFTA. We're toast, man. We it's are like, toast. Mr. Mr. 
Mr. Christian here didn't even mention God in his thing. All, he did say God bless America, but God didn't come up any time during his no, speech. No, I know. Uh, liberty didn't come up during his speech. He, he threw a lot of mud in the air, made like a big fuss like he does, because that's his whole... <laughs> okay, now hold on, Mike. Hold on, Mike. You just used an interesting phrase there. He threw a lot of mud in the air. What does that mean? Translate that for me. Well, I mean, that's all he is, right? He he gets in there like it's like watching the WWE. He he's like the the heel turn or the well, heel you turn you face, know right? that he's, he's you know that he's been the star attraction in a number of WWE uh, like uh, uh, main events. I, I forget what their main event every year is called. Like what's it called? The 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 called the called the RNC. No, no, not the RNC. Come on now. The first one was when they had Mr. T and Paul Orndorff battling against. Uh, yeah. Hulk Hogan and somebody else. I don't. And what, what? What? What's the big event they call it? It's not SummerSlam. It's WrestleMania. Yeah, Donald oh, Trump's been yeah, the featured performer at at least a half a dozen WrestleManias. So to say he's like There's WWE, nothing. I mean, I mean, he very well could be Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon and Donald Trump could be the same guy. You know, and by the way, with a and, wig, and I'll, t- I'll tell you how he attacks conservatives. That, when he attacks Ted Cruz, Lion Ted, he's the biggest liar out there, is, is Donald Trump. It's mind-blowing how he re- refutes. One minute he says one thing, it's even on tape, and then he's denying that he so, said it. So then he's, okay, I did say it, but so, then this. So you don't like and, his and ultra... he manages to brand Cruz. You don't like his ultra... I mean, he's out there. You don't like his ultra-conservative VP candidate, then, eh? Ted Pence isn't that conservative. Pence is waffled. Um, he's more conservative. He's more conservative than Donald Trump is. Well, everybody's more conservative than Donald Trump. That ain't saying much. Hillary Clinton isn't. Um, I mean, Barack got, Obama isn't. You've got, two, you've got the, the argument between Clinton and, and 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 Trump is if I don't vote for Trump, I'm going to get Clinton. I, basically, all I hear is if I don't vote for Clinton, I'm going to get Clinton because you don't want Clinton to get in. So we better get Clinton in to stop Clinton from getting in. That's all I hear. Because his policies are so similar to hers. He used to back her up until what? He decided to run for the president in the Republican Party, probably because he couldn't get in on her ticket. I mean, this is a guy, this guy is so, so honest, eh? He's accusing Ted Cruz's dad of killing JFK for crying out loud. It's so (laughs) stupid, even the media won't even touch it. Oh, you know, the, the National Enquirer, they deserve a Pulitzer for that. Give me a break. They deserve not even an Oscar. It's a joke. So, Mike, I, I, to summarize this discussion, I have the feeling you don't like Donald Trump. I don't like either of them. I find you can, that you can correct me if I'm wrong. Now, uh, no, that race is over. It doesn't matter who wins. One of the statists will get it. You got a, a, a national socialist and a global socialist running for president. A national socialist and a global socialist. Thank you, Mike. Good having you on, buddy. That's the kind of calls I like. Tell me what you really think. Don't give me the whitewash claptrap. Save that for corporate radio. They traffic in that. Not this show. Raw, uncensored, unfiltered. The real deal. Of course, that's why you're listening, right? Right back after these messages. Stay with us. Bottles and cans, just clap your hands, just clap your hands. Where's that? I got a 
Summertime is here, and it's time to cool off with your friends at Menchie's Frozen Yogurt. We feature 12 flavors of frozen yogurt daily, with a choice of over 55 delicious toppings to choose from. The combinations are endless. Chill out with our new fresh yogurt fruit smoothies, or be the hero at your next backyard barbecue or birthday celebration when you serve up our exquisite frozen yogurt cake to your family and friends. Visit us at 80 George Street in the Byword Market and 3091 Strandherd Drive in Barhaven. Menchie's Frozen Yogurt. We make you smile. For 17 years, I've been taking my cars to Irwin's Automotion. 17 years ago, Irwin was renting space on the corner of Bank and Heron. His encyclopedic knowledge of all things mechanical and his no-bull honesty has resulted in his second move. He now operates a huge facility on Cleopatra, eight bays and an expert staff that operate all in the same wavelength. Honesty, integrity, try to save the customers some money and headaches, but fix it right the first time. Irwin's Automotion, 34, Cleopatra. Tell them Council sent you. That'll make them smile. We often hear about the supposed dangers of human-induced climate change. But what about the disastrous consequences of climate policy? For example, the closing of Ontario's coal stations was the single most important cause of the 318% rise in power rates since 2002. Thousands of industrial wind turbines are being erected across the province, killing birds and bats and ruining the lives of people living nearby. The expanded use of biofuels has led to 6.5% of the world's grain going to fuel instead of food. Only 6% of the $1 billion spent every day on climate finance goes to helping people today. The rest is dedicated to trying to stop climate change that may someday happen. Yet the reports of the non-governmental international panel on climate change show that the science backing the climate scare is highly uncertain. Isn't it time we focused on problems we know to be real? This message is brought to you by climatescienceinternational.org. I'm, I'm sorry, some tunes I like better than others, and, and they get played a little bit longer. And then I remind myself, oh yeah, I got a show to do. That's one band I never saw live, and I regret it to this day. I never saw Yes live, and now Chris Squire is gone. Founding member, backup vocalist, and bass player. And it's just not the same without them. Sorry. A lot of these bands that keep going, you know, after the original members die, pass on, they're no longer the real deal. They're like tribute bands, you know? I think Leonard Skinner's like that. Darn good tribute band. I think they only got like one or two original members from the original band. They got the lead singer's brother, Johnny Van Zandt, who's the lead singer, who sounds very much like Donnie. Three original members, of course, died in a plane crash in the late 70s. And uh, they died, you know, they were nothing for a few years. Then they got back together and they took over. The lead guitarist from Blackfoot came over and he's kind of like the main musical force of the band now. And 
the former drummer from the Damn Yankees, which was a band that consisted of Ted Nugent and Tommy Shaw from Styx. Their drummer is the drummer for Leonard Skinner now. And it's kind of like a Skinner tribute band. Deep Purple's lost their original guitars. Of course, their lead guitars now is the only reason the band is still going, Steve Morse. The keyboard player died. They're all dying off, folks. Rock and roll will never die. Yeah, but the people that are playing it are dying. In fact, I think rock and roll is dying. Have you heard what kids are listening to lately? Oh, my God. Man, I'm sounding like an old fart, aren't I? (laughs) You know what? I've noticed. I've noticed that the older I get, the older I get. Three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. It's an open line, open topic. Whatever's on your mind. Three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. One eight four four five six two four seven six six is the the long distance line. I think Kathy and Marmara uh, used that line. Is that the line you used, Kathy? One eight eight four four five six two four seven six. Is that the line you used? Yes, it is. And that's the and it got you here. So what's on your mind? What's go? What's going on? It did. Well, John, quite some time ago you were talking about the timing of uh, the calls coming into your show, and they were still after 10, even though you were starting your show at 9. Remember that? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm looking at the numbers, though. (laughs) Kathy, I'm looking at the numbers, okay? Since we moved to 9 o'clock, okay, we have more people that listen in the second hour now than in the first hour. How crazy is that? Well, it could be the same reason why you get more calls in the second hour. You notice I called after 10? No, I don't, Kathy. <laughs> so anyway, here's my thoughts on it. Well, here's my thoughts on it if you want them, because I've been thinking about that, and I came up with several possible reasons for it. I'm all ears. One is, yeah, retail and grocery stores, a lot of them close at 9. Right. And so maybe people don't get home, get their stuff put away, and t- you know, yep. they tune in and then maybe ready to make a call. Yep. The other thing is, especially during the summer months, um, it gets dark around 9. A lot of people, especially when it's hot, they're doing their yard work and stuff in the evening. They come in around 9, they get cleaned up, and then tune in, maybe call you. The other thing I thought of is any households with children might be a little quieter and easier to concentrate after 10 than it is between 9 and 10. Mm-hmm. So those are my three thoughts on that topic. So, no, so let me ask you it. something, Kathy, because you've given it a lot of f- thought, and here I've got you know somebody doing free, uh, free uh, market research for the show here, which is awesome. Um, so uh, do you think the move to, to 9 to 11 was a wise move after we were started off going 10 to midnight? For some it will be, and I, I would suspect. I'm just guessing here. But given those three possibilities, you could find a difference between winter and summer. Yeah, we're not going back to ten to uh, midnight though, because because no, we because no, we've, we've not like like for instance get more calls the, the ten earlier the ten the ten to eleven audience now is more than double yeah. what it was when we were ten to midnight. The ten to minute yeah. when we were t- yeah. the ten to eleven audience is is double now than it was when we were going ten to midnight, and the nine yeah. to and the nine to ten audience is even bigger than the old 10 to midnight, 10 to 11 audiences. So we've definitely increased, yeah. you know. We've got way more people listening now. Yeah, and it could be that they need to listen a while before they make a call, too. So, I don't know, that was just my thought on That's that. That's very good, but Kathy. I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that. Is that all you got for us tonight? Is that all you got for us tonight? 
No, I wanted to talk to you about political correctness as it relates to language. Okay. Especially with, um, you know, there's a big push in Ontario for for language that is inclusive to all gender identities. Yeah, that, right? okay, let me translate and that for you. They say, you know, we want language that's inclusive. No, we want language that you. we are forcing our ideology on you. And we want you to think and talk the way we want you to. If you have opinions or you disagree, we'll make sure you get hauled before a human rights co- uh, court. We'll make sure you're fined. You won't be able to face your accusers. And, uh, you know, we'll shut you up mighty quick in, uh, you know, this uh, uh, totalitarian, tyrannical, uh, social, socialist, uh, politically uh, uh, a correct agenda that we are force feeding your kids at school that academia and universities have bought in totally and uh, those of you that are still not within its influence we're going to force you to accept it that's the translation well exactly and i remember with the education system this came out a while back i think i talked to nick about it once where they wanted to eliminate use of the words mother and father and mm-hmm. replace it with just parents so that it was gender neutral yeah they're still pushing for I that gender neutrality and inclusivity and blah 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 so here's my question i've asked this to other people but nobody's ever given me a response so i'm going to pose it to you and let you think on this go for it okay because this has been bugging me for a while i hope i won't go patrick brown on you (laughs) (laughs) well i'd love to see him answer what are they going to do about the french language because honestly, I can't think of a noun, an object, you know, anything. <laughs> think of the words in French, okay? Yeah. For one thing, it is restricted to only masculine and feminine. There is no other gender identity in the French language. Yeah, you know, well, they'll the have to just throw out the whole language, won't they? Because it's too politically incorrect. Uh, this is going to be a problem because, again, you're talking about a human rights issue here. So I know. This, this comes down to it. We have two official languages yeah. in this country, and yet they would literally have to rewrite the whole French oh, language. Oh, I'm sure they're, I'm sure, I'm sure they're pushing for it already over, over across the border in Quebec, Kathy. I'm sure they're already well, pushing for it. I don't know how they, would, how they would rewrite that language so that it would be compliant the way they're trying to make the English language the whole gender equality issue is a, is a truckload of crap, okay? You're one of two genders, and every molecule in your body says what you are. If, you, if, you're, if you're born with a, a, you know, female genitalia and you're male or whatever, go down to the molecular structure, okay? At the chromosomal level, there's only, one, there's only two choices. You're one or the other. No matter what you think you are, no matter whether you think you're a man trapped in a woman's body or a woman's trapped in a man's body, check the biology. The biology will tell you. And the whole transgender confusion crap is in total denial of proven science. And the fact that you could choose your gender, the fact that you could choose your... Here's the most hypocritical thing of the whole, you know, New Age crap that's being force-fed to us, okay? You can choose your gender, but your sexuality, oh no, you don't choose that, you're born with that. How stupid is that? I mean, every molecule in your body says you're either male or female. You are born that way, okay? And And to say that, no, I choose my gender, and yet I'm born... You know, with my orientation, oh, come on, you know? And I know scientific study after scientific study that's been put down, that's been criticized, that's been politically censored because the, uh, uh, the gay activist movement is one of the most powerful lobbying forces in North America now. And it doesn't matter whether you, you can have all the science in the world to say that they're full of crap, 
They will sue you and they will censor you because their political power is even more powerful than uh, uh, true proven science in this continent now. That's how out of hand it's gotten. Now, can you imagine what difficulty they're going to have when they come up? It'd be literally a discrimination charge against French only speakers. Oh, no, they're going to change the language. Hardly a, a no, Kathy, the, the, without being either male or female. Kathy, 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 don't put words. it beyond them. Don't put it beyond them to actually change the French language so that there's more than, so that there's gender neutral words, okay? Mm-hmm. And I can tell you right now, there's probably a movement afoot that, that's already making that happen across the river right now. Wow. That would be interesting because they're either going to have to prohibit the whole language, rewrite the whole language, or else there's going to be... Oh, they'll rewrite the whole language. Discriminatory thing. They'll rewrite the whole language if they have, have to. They're problem with that one. Yeah, well, they don't care. I think so. Since when did common sense well, mean anything to them, Kathy? Thanks for bringing it up. Good topic so of discussion, thinking, though. Yeah, you think they're actually going to do... You think they're going to rewrite it then? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Are you kidding? Okay. These people will stop at nothing. This has got nothing to do with equality, Kathy. This has this is a totalitarian regime that is going to force people to think the way they want to, or they're going to imprison you. Okay, that's their goal. Their goal is imprisonment of anybody that doesn't buy into and promote their their version of morality. That's at the core of it. It always has been. Get ready for it. It's wow. coming. Thanks for your call, That's Kathy. That's going to be an interesting one. Okay, Take care. Thanks. It's going to be more than interesting. It's going to be darn right uncomfortable for anybody that doesn't toe the line and cave to what they're pushing for. 343-700-4390. That's 343-700-4390. When we return from our information uh, um, update, um, Don Hutchison, I believe, is going to be calling it. Don Hutchison, poor, a former legal counsel to the uh, uh, head legal counsel of the Evangelical Fellowship of Canada, former CEO of the Canadian Bible Society. He's a lawyer. And you remember a couple weeks ago, Trinity Western University lost their court case against the Ontario Barristers Association. Ontario has, has, has disallowed anybody who's a graduate of TWU Law School for practicing in Ontario. And I believe their move is motivated by pure bigotry. Well, the Nova Scotia Barristers Association, they lost their case. Okay? The courts ruled that the barristers were wrong. And Don's got some thoughts on that. And he's the best guy to comment on. So hopefully he's going to call in after this information break. I'm pretty sure he will. Stay with us. Oh, this is so much better than a news break. And most news breaks, all they have is bad news anyway. Well, you're going to hear some good news. Just stay right where you are. But you get a line while I'm catching my breath. 343-700-4390 in eastern Ontario, western Quebec, or 1-844-562-4766. That's 1-844-LNC-IS-ON. You can email me, jc at latenightcouncil.com. Keep it under six lines. And you can tweet at us at jwcouncil. Don't sweat it. I know I gave you those numbers pretty quick. I'm going to give them up before this break is over. Unfiltered, unfettered, uncensored. I have one program director now. God. I don't always follow through on my instructions, right? But he makes it pretty clear what he wants. What do you want? What do you like? What ticks you off? I want to hear from you. Listener feedback means a lot. 
almost means as much as what the program director wants. And don't forget you can download all our shows for podcasts anytime. TuneIn.com seems to be the best and easiest way to hook up with us. Or if you prefer Google Play, that seems to work too. LateNightCouncil.com. Stay with us. Monday and Tuesday, it's news. Often some pretty good guests, too. Wednesday, it's Ask the Pastor. Thursday nights, we repeat the Ask the Pastor broadcast from the night before. And then Friday night, well, we fool around on Friday. We give stuff away. We have fun because that's what you're supposed to do on Friday. And if you miss any of the shows, well, that's what podcasts are for. 343 4390 That's 343-700-4390. That is the Eastern Ontario and Western Quebec line, the whole capital region. And 1-844-562-4766. That's long distance. 1-844-562-4766. Of course you can advertise on Late Night Council. In fact, the ad space is quickly getting claimed. Get in now while the rates are still low. Email me at jc at latenightcouncil.com for more details. Don Hutchison is on hold. Well, I got to correct that situation right now. Bring him on air. How you doing, Don? I'm doing great. How are you, John? Now, Don, uh, now I'm I'm assuming I was not the first to inform you of what happened in Nova Scotia today, right? That's true. And you've been following it quite closely in your decision this morning. Say that again. I read the decision this morning. So you read the actual legal decision that's true so be reporter for us and i'm a lawyer that's what i do but be be a reporter for us mr lawyer and tell the people what happened this morning well let's give a little quick background first good uh, like a good lawyer would yeah april of 2014 uh well let's back up one step further uh all of the law societies across canada belong to one federation of law societies and they've given that federation the responsibility of approving new law schools. Trinity Western University was approved by that federation, and then three law societies took different routes to rejecting that approval process. In the province of Ontario, they decided they had the right to approve every law school, and the Ontario Court of Appeal actually agreed with the Law Society of Ontario just a couple weeks ago And that's been appealed by Trinity Western to the Supreme Court of Canada. Mm -hmm. In the province of British British Columbia, they actually had a referendum of all their members that rejected the law school. And that decision uh, is being awaited for from the British Columbia Court of Appeal. 
But this morning, we had the decision in Nova Scotia. In Nova Scotia, the barristers did something really weird in April of 2014. They amended their legislation, uh, the regulations by which lawyers are governed in the province, to give themselves the right to approve law schools that they didn't have before that. By a vote of 10 to 9, they then decided that the Trinity Western Law School graduates would be approved by the Nova Scotia Barrister Society if Trinity Western University would change its community covenant. The controversial part of the covenant is, from the perspective of the barristers, that sex outside of marriage between a man and a woman is forbidden on campus. Now, this covenant is the covenant of a private Christian university that also requires students to abstain from gossip, obscene language, prejudice, harassment, lying, cheating, stealing, pornography, drunkenness. Yeah, Ontario likes their lawyers drunk and sleeping around and carousing. That's obvious, you know, from their decision. Well, it's it's kind of bizarre. Uh, Well, let's let's label it for what it is, you know. They like perverted lawyers, you know what I mean? Probably because a lot of them are. It's bizarre to object to a standard of morality uh, that one would hope would be evident in all professionals, including lawyers. Mm -hmm. In, uh, In January 2015, Justice Campbell of the Nova Scotia Supreme Court ruled that Whatever they were trying to do at the Barrister Society was a violation of the religious freedom of the institution at Trinity Western University. Oh my, how politically and they could incorrect. Not do it. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's the decision that was appealed to the uh, Nova Scotia Court of Appeal, who issued a decision today saying they were not going to comment on the question of, as Justice Campbell described it, the chilling effect their decision would have on on the liberty of conscience and freedom of religion. Wow. Instead, the Court of Appeal, the Court of Appeal made their decision based on administrative law. They essentially said that the Nova Scotia barristers did not have the right to do the two things they did. The one thing they did was change their own rules in such a way that Trinity Western would no longer qualify. They said, you can't do that. But they did also, by the way, in the decision, they said, but here's how you can go about doing it properly if you want to do it in the future. The second thing they said was Trinity Western University is a private Christian school to which the Charter of Rights does not apply. Remember, the Charter of Rights applies between the government and its citizens. It does not apply to private actors. And the university in uh, Langley, British Columbia, Trinity Western University, is a private university. It's not publicly funded like University of Toronto or University of Ottawa. Mm -hmm. It's a privately funded school. It's a privately operated school. The charter doesn't apply. In fact, the Supreme Court of Canada has said that the charter doesn't apply even to publicly funded universities. So uh, uh, the, the Nova Scotia Barrister Society could not decide that Trinity Western's covenant was in violation of the Charter. And by not commenting on Justice Campbell's point, the Nova Scotia Court of Appeal could arguably uh, be considered to have affirmed the point that 
the religious freedom of the institution would be violated by the uh, Nova Scotia Barrister Society's actions. Now, uh, not everybody would agree with that point. Now, in your opinion, but, but some would. Don, in your opinion, how can the Nova Scotia Barrister Society and what their court of appeal has ruled, how could it be so different than Ontario's? Well, the difference is that in Ontario, in the legislation that establishes the Law Society of Upper Canada, they actually retained the right to approve individual law schools independently of giving that right over to the Federation of Law Societies. So they exercised in Ontario that right. And the, the issue in Ontario is whether they have violated the religious freedom of a private Christian institution. The Supreme Court of Canada has ruled that freedom of religion belongs not only to individuals like you or I and what we believe, but to institutions such as a church mm -hmm. that determines its beliefs and admits people who share those beliefs and rejects people who don't, or an, an educational institution, uh, the decision in Loyola High School, a Jesuit school in Montreal, said, yes, a, a, an educational institution can have religious belief and require people to adhere to it. The interesting thing about Trinity Western University is that it's a private Christian university. It, re, it, it asks its students to sign this covenant that reflects Christian standards and Christian beliefs, but it's not mandatory to adhere. TWU has a number of students who are gay. They have graduates who are gay who have supported the university in this cause. They have students of other faiths who have chosen TWU because that very same community covenant creates an environment where all are welcome. Mm -hmm. Because the most important thing, Jesus said, after loving our God with all our heart and soul and strength, is to love our neighbor as ourselves. Mm -hmm. And everyone is our neighbor. Everyone is made in the image of God. But that's not even acknowledged by an, that's not a, that's not even acknowledged by the Ontario Barrister Society. Which why I've come to the conclusion that I think their position is quite hateful and unfounded. That's my opinion. I, I think that um, that the Law Society of Upper Canada is being discriminatory in their position. Oh, no question. They are. They're promoting a position that violates the freedom of religion of Trinity Western University. And one of the interesting things about the decision in Ontario is that the court has tried to narrow the decision to, again, similarly administrative law to saying that the benchers of the Law Society of Upper Canada were acting like a court, like a tribunal, and they, they have a unique expertise to assess law schools, and so a lot of deference should be given to their decision. Uh, I hope that the Supreme Court of Canada, when they hear the case, will reflect on the fact that in 2001 they had a similar case, uh, apart from the names it, it was the British Columbia College of Teachers that did not want to allow Trinity Western University to have a teaching college. It's a profession that was rejecting Trinity Western on the basis of their community covenant, and the Supreme Court of Canada said 
that's discrimination on the basis of their religious beliefs, that you as a professional body are entitled to regulate the members of your profession if they satisfy the academic requirements, which Trinity Western grads did. Well, far exceeds them. There's been no argument. There's been no argument, by the way, that Trinity Western has not presented a program for their law school that would meet all of the academic requirements for the practice of law. Mm -hmm. Don? John, you're speechless. That's rare. No, no, you're you're doing good, buddy. Um, I I get speechless quicker when people are, you know, uh, uh, saying intelligent and provocative and and, uh, necessary things. And uh, this is totally off topic here, but I know you well enough that I can throw a question at you, and I know you're smart enough that you're going to give me a good answer to this question. We've been talking a lot oh, about Donald Trump tonight, Don. Okay? I want your opinion on Donald Trump. My opinion on Donald Trump. Yep. Well, Donald Trump is the uh, nominee for the Republican Party. That's not an opinion. Uh, You're giving me facts now. I want opinion, Don. And, and uh, I, I'm, you know, I, I, really, I really stay away from uh, commenting on the character of politicians. Don, I'm not asking you to comment on his character. I'm asking you what you think. Don't go Patrick Brown on me here. Come on now, Don. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, John, that uh, people have said that the choice between uh, Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton is a choice between two evils. And I would prefer to say that uh, we have to be careful how we define evil. I think it's a choice between very two very different poor options. Uh, neither one of which uh, is likely going to be beneficial for uh, the relationship with Canada. Uh, but um, I knew you could do it, Don. Either of them. I don't. I don't see either of them as evil. See, I knew you were smart. I knew you could do it. That's a good opinion. <laughs> That's an opinion. That was intelligent. Well, I... That was what I expected. <laughs> good job, Don. We'll have you back on the well, show I'm... again. <laughs> Always I'll good to hear from you, buddy. I knew I'd get the best and in, I knew I'd get the best and intelligent take on the Nova Scotia decision, and you did not disappoint, Don. Love you, appreciate you. Thanks for calling in and sharing some time with us tonight. Okay, blessings, John. There he goes, Don uh, Don Hutchison. Don Hutchison, former legal counsel, head legal counsel of the Evangelical Fellowship of Canada, former CEO of the Canadian Bible Society. Why is he all these former things? You know why? Because the guy happened to be available for those positions at the time, and uh, I'm very interested to see where the guy ends up. I know he's going to end up in a good place because he's a great guy and a good friend of the show, too. I like to tap into his knowledge and his expertise every once in a while. And I'm sure you appreciate it, too, right? I don't want dummies coming on this program. I want smart people coming on. Now, when it comes to callers, i got no control over that. And you want to know something? A dummy calling in every once in a while actually is, is that's pretty darn entertaining. You know who I miss? Dear God, folks, somebody get a hold of George from Iron Pryor. I know the guy's got a computer. I know he can listen online. George from Iron Pryor has not talked to me since I was, you know, bound by corporate radio months ago. we got to get the word out, man. Right back after these important messages. Stay with us.
Summertime is here, and it's time to cool off with your friends at Menchie's Frozen Yogurt. We feature 12 flavors of frozen yogurt daily, with a choice of over 55 delicious toppings to choose from. The combinations are endless. Chill out with our new fresh yogurt fruit smoothies, or be the hero at your next backyard barbecue or birthday celebration when you serve up our exquisite frozen yogurt cake to your family and friends. Visit us at 80 George Street in the Byword Market and 3091 Strandherd Drive in Barhaven. Menchie's Frozen Yogurt. We make you smile. Timo's 2000 Mobile Auto Cleaning. Comes right to your driveway and makes your vehicle look brand new again. Classic cars, bikes, boats, RVs, dump trucks, hot rods, tractors, transport trucks. We can even make your minivan look like the day you drove it off the lot. Did you spill too much coffee on your sheet? Did Junior decide he couldn't wait till he got home? And yuck, maybe you're just long overdue for that meticulous cleaning. Maybe you want to sell the old beast. Smartest thing you can do is make it look brand new again. Timo's 2000, 613-327-8498, 613-327-8498, or go to Timo's2000.com. Who's that man makes shawarma taste like no one can? The garlic king! And he can do anything! Wears a crown, golden shoes, and a royal gown! The garlic king! So tasty! Man, this food is so good! Don't talk with your mouth full! I'm just talking about the king! And I can dig it! Discover why Really Lebanese is Ottawa's best shawarma! Really Lebanese, home of the garlic king, St. Joseph Boulevard beside Pizza Hut in Orleans. Garlic, I love it! Show contributor Mike has uh, just messaged me on uh, the whole uh, Nova Scotia decision and, of course, the Ontario decision, which I think is motivated by pure bigotry and hatred. He's saying this is obviously anti-Christian. Would any province dare ban a Muslim from practicing law? I mean, that's all the covenant of Trinity Western University is about. It's, it's, it's like, you know, uh, 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 Christians really living out their faith, practicing out their faith and taking a stand for it and wanting to, you know, be a part of an institution where that has high value. So I think Mike's words are very accurate. Would any province dare ban a Muslim from practicing law, a practicing Muslim, you know, that prays five times towards Mecca? that hopes to do the Hajj someday, you know, that en- engages in almsgiving. And, y- y- hey, I know what the Quran teaches about homosexuality, okay? It does not condone it. And yet we hear no courts, courts taking a stand against that at all. And I wouldn't want them to because I want people to practice their relation, religion freely. I think the Nova Scotia Court of Appeal got it right. Just my opinion. I still got a few minutes to hear yours. 343-700-4390. That's 343-700-4390. A pit bull that attacked a woman in Vanier, where my church is, where I spend a lot of time, got a lot of friends, hang out there a lot. 
a pit bull that attacked a woman in Vanier is going to be put down. Now, pit bulls are supposed to be illegal in Ontario. You're not allowed to buy one. Okay? And, oh, you're going to get in big trouble if you're found raising them and selling them. Okay? I think it's a stupid law. It's a really, really stupid law. And like I said, I spend a lot of time in Vanier. For those of you that are trying to enforce that law, there's no evidence of it in Vanier because I'm telling you, Vanier is crawling with pit bull terriers. And I've got no stats on this, but from what I've seen of hanging out in Vanier for the last three years, I think pit bull terriers are easily the most popular breed in Vanier. And I know it's late in the show, but if you're a pit bull owner or you live next to somebody that's got a pit bull, I want you to call in. Tell me what your life is like. Do you live in fear all the time? I want you to know I have personally pet and scratched underneath their under their jaw because they love being stroked there. Oh, at least a half a dozen pit bulls in Vanier. I always go out of my way to pet them. Are they dangerous breeds? Possibly. I know that they can be trained to be very, very dangerous. And I also know that they can be trained to be some of the most loving, wonderful pets going. May I remind you, remember the little rascals? Remember those little rascal shows? Alfalfa, Spanky, Froggy, Buckwheat and Porky and Darla. Do you remember Petey the dog that had the circle around his eye and the little rascals? Petey was a pit bull terrier. Not all Hollywood dogs are Rin Tin Tin or Lassie, you know? He was a pit bull. Listen, you can make a German Shepherd a killer dog, too. I don't see anybody calling for the ban on German Shepherds. I think it's a stupid law. I just think it is. It's not the dog, it's the owners. And I think any owner, any owner, I don't care what the breed is. If you don't have control over your dog and your dog mauls somebody or harms somebody, I think they ought to find the owner at least five grand. And if somebody gets hurt, I think there's a threat that they should go to prison for criminal negligence. It has nothing to do with the breed. It has everything to do with negligent owners that are stupid. And we got cocky people who think they're tough strutting around Vanier, you know, that got their pit bull with them. And that's fine, you know, own whatever breed that you want. But if that dog does anything, I don't care if it's a pit bull, a Rottweiler, a Doberman Pinscher, a German Shepherd. Heck, I've seen some pretty vicious French poodles in my life. Big ones, too. And I've seen them bar their fangs, and I've seen them had to be restrained by the owners. They would have tore apart people if they let them go. If your dog gets out of control and somebody gets hurt, I think the fines ought to be way up in the stratosphere, 5000 10000 bucks territory. And if you can't pay it, you go to prison for criminal negligence. And if somebody dies, God forbid, should be the same charge for manslaughter. You can, you can turn almost any dog into a weapon. And some of them are just a little bit more effective than others. 
It's like making guns illegal. Come on, the bad people are always going to be able to get guns. That's how stupid the, the breed ban is. It's the same mentality. Let's round up all the bad dogs and get rid of them. Well, you don't think the bad people that are using those dogs for nefarious purposes are going to be are not going to be able to continue to make life miserable for innocent people? What a stupid law. There's another telling story that was in the news today. I found this really interesting. You see this in the sun today? Who's most likely to fall for scams? You think right away seniors, don't you? I think of my mom, okay? My mom's uh, 84 years old. My mom fell scam, and she went and invested the money before she talked to my stepdad or talked to anybody in the family. She went and blew 11000 bucks. She thought she was investing in something legit, and it was a total scam. And about a year and a half ago, I started hearing the details about it. After, you know, long after she invested, I said, Mom, you got ripped off. You're not getting your money back. In fact, if I were you, I'd get talking to a lawyer right now, and I'd start fighting. Well, she's been fighting for a year and a half. It doesn't look like she's ever going to get her bucks back. Got totally scammed. But seniors are not the most likely age group to be victims to scams. Are you ready for this? Listen to this. The age group most likely to fall for scams and lose money is people aged 18 to 24, a newly released survey shows. According to the BBB Institute for Marketplace, the stereotype of seniors as scam victims is actually wrong. It's millennials who are less likely to recognize a scam. In the survey of more than 2,000 adults in the U.S. and Canada, 34% of the people in the 18 to 24 age group reported losing money in a scam compared to only 11% in the seniors group. That's a revelation, man. That really is part of the wording in the survey. We are all at risk, but younger and more, listen to this, younger and more educated individuals are actually the most likely to be scammed. You know why? You know why they single out the more educated? Because our universities teach knowledge. They don't teach any wisdom. Academia has turned into, you know, have you seen some of the dumb courses you can get degrees in now? They're not educating our kids in universities. They're turning them, to, turning them into politically correct sausages, espousing all the same beliefs, wearing the same clothes, standing for the same things. I mean, you want to go to the most unoriginal places on the planet now? It's the universities of North America. There's no creativity. It's all, you look at, you espouse these values or you're, you're going nowhere. And they can't even think for themselves. They can't even, they can't even recognize a scam when it comes at them now. Because in academia, and it's the highly educated that they're most likely to fall for scams, according to this survey. Because academia is giving them knowledge and not, knowing, not teaching them anyway how to use it usefully. All things being equal. Reminds me of a story. Have I got time to tell it? No, nah, I don't. Maybe tomorrow. I'll tell you the story about the health inspector that went to inspect the farm. It's a fun story. Might be able to squeeze it in. Might not. I don't know. Have yourself a delightful evening. It was absolutely wonderful sharing a good major portion of the evening with you. We didn't have any technical glitches. We didn't have the show cut out. We got the show started on time. We had incredible calls. Tomorrow night's Ask the Pastor. And you know what? I dug up that article that I couldn't find last week on Ask the Pastor. 
a buddy of mine who was, you know, would have been in the NHL had he not chose to become a minister, okay? Been a friend of mine for decades. Wrote an article on the difference between radicalized Christians and radicalized Muslims. Oh, it's good. And a ton of other stuff tomorrow night as well on Ask the Pastor. Have yourself a great night. Thanks for sharing it with us.